Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files. So join along, watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Vels Revisited. We are on to episode 13 of season 4, Memento Mori. Brian, would you like to tell us a little bit about the legacy of this episode? Yeah, so this this deals with some uh, pretty emotional, kind of weighty character stuff. It's, mm. it's a mythology episode. Uh, there's a lot going on in it. I think it's quite dense. Uh, for, for a single episode and you know as we've come to expect with mythology episodes they I, I think they tend to be quite liked by the fans but mm-hmm. just how well this one is liked is is anyone's guess or in this case it's mm-hmm. your guess because <laughs> where do you think this sits in the IMDB 217 oh let's go 57. Oh, a little bit a little bit lower than, than it actually is. It's number 48. So, oh. yes, it's it's within the top quarter, so it's pretty highly regarded. It's considered one of the top episodes. Um yeah. I think you know, when we get into it, we'll we'll discuss whether or not we think that deserves that place. Yeah. So, uh yeah, sure. it's Scully-centric, which I know is music to your ears, but let's get into it. So, we start off the episode, we have uh, Scully with a voiceover that mm. is, is, I'll be perfectly honest, it's overly poetic to the point where half the time I struggle to to understand what she's prattling on about. Uh, but I think the basic gist is that she's saying goodbye whilst looking at her brain scan. Hmm. And, and much like yourself, it, it feels kind of flowery, the language. But the visuals is where all the mystery lies for me here. Like, what are we looking at? What is the the long uh, draw towards the light? <laughs> um, and the mm-hmm. uh, visual motif right mm-hmm. at the start. What are we going to see? And I just think it's, it's a nice kind of, mystery and just lets you know straight away it's scully centric it's all about the the cancer element and although it's not really a mystery it kind of eases you into this episode so i kind of like this opening a little bit you know you get that you know we've spoke about this before we're not going to see the end of scully this is one of the main characters so that's kind of robbed the power of it but it's i kind of like the opening it's nice see i i'm a like if I go back to when this first aired, I don't think it really does rob the power of it because the opening I can most like closely equate this to is The Field Where I Died, oh. where we opened up with Mulder reading poetry and it was just really somber and dull and like, really? That's, that's your hook that grabs us in? Mm. The, the difference is that here, Scully has cancer, 
We know mm-hmm. she has cancer. We learned that two episodes ago. We dealt with it a little bit last episode in regards to how it was making Scully feel about her life. And then here, we're, go, we're, go, we're delving in really into it. Now, we know that people who get cancer, they can live with it for years mm-hmm. before they die, before it takes their life. Mm-hmm. So as a viewer watching this back in the day, this felt like, uh, oh, okay, Scully, Scully might die of cancer, right, actually, but right. it might be three years from now, four years from now. They, they might deal with this in a real prolonged way throughout the show until mm-hmm. her eventual death. Um, so for me, it was this kind of, it, it, as a first time watch, I think that's where my head was at. It was like, are they, are they really going to do this to Scully? They're going to drag, like, how many seasons is she going to have cancer now? And what it's, this is going to be, whew, this is going to be harsh. So th- there was there was that, really, that I mm-hmm. think gives it power. Because we know that her, that this is something that they're going to stick with. It's an integral part of the X-Files mythology. Whereas the field where I died, we know that's a single standalone episode. We're not going to go back to that. So it had no weight. Mm. Whereas this does, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but probably with a little bit of hindsight, seeing how quickly things advance in this episode, it may just have coloured that opening for me just a little bit. Mm. So Mulder arrives at the hospital with flowers, which he claims to have stolen from <laughs> He walks into the, the hospital. I love this. He's like, can you tell me where the oncology unit is? Then he takes two steps to underneath a giant sign that says oncology. And he just kind of like, <laughs> and then walks. <laughs> and I was like, come on, Mulder. <laughs> You're a detective. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, but it, it, it's, is that not purposeful, though? Is that not show us where his mind is at? Like, in Either regard way. to... When, it's when funny. It, um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it is. I, I didn't notice that. I'll be perfectly honest. But um, if that's the case, I do think that's that's a very good way to show us where Mulder's mind is. Because this is this is usually a guy who catches things. He's quite mm. an observant fellow. So I think uh, that could be a very pers- purposeful attempt to show us where his mind is at. Um, mm. and, and I think the, the rest of the episode shows that as well in his behaviour. Definitely, to be but, yeah. So, yeah, he, he arrives at the hospital with some flowers, which he claims to have uh, stolen from some uh, <laughs> some lame guy down the street. But uh, yep. Scully tells him about her cancer, and he has trouble believing that nothing can be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like this because, you know, Scully's almost defeated you know, she's, she's coming from a place of the medical background where she knows the statistics and the odds and, and it's almost like just giving up and Mulder's just like, no, 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 we'll, we'll fix this. You know, it's that kind of, yeah. again, belief that he constantly has. It's, I kind of I kind of like that conversation and, and where it leads to. It, it's really well played, I think. Um, mm. ob- obviously from Anderson, it always is, but from Duchovny as well, that, that almost childlike sense of, I wouldn't call it stubbornness, but just 
belief that there has to be something that can be done. Hope, a sense yeah. of hope that that mm-hmm. never wanes from him, I guess. Um, but it's, re- it's really well played. So Mulder and Scully speak with Skinner. They say that they want to investigate Scully's cancer through the justice system due to the links between Scully and Betsy Hagopian. Now, yeah. when this kind of first came up here, did you did you remember who Betsy Hagopian was? Yeah, yeah, right. it was. I I I did remember that and. Um... The kind of group and the brief conversation that I think they had earlier on. I think, um, yeah, I can't remember what episode it was, yeah. but yeah, I remembered this. Yeah, so so it was. Um, it w- wasn't uh, Nissan Seven Three. Was it Piper Maru and Apocrypha? I, I, no, it might, I think it was Nissai and Seven Three One. It was it was one of those two parties. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's where she met the Mufon Group, Mutual UFO mm-hmm. Network, and yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> obviously, um, I, I like I like that we see Skinner's reaction a little bit. Um, you can see that mm-hmm. he's kind of like. Oh no, losing my best agent. Now I'm stuck with Mulder. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, the, the, obviously there's a link there with Betsy Gopian um, because she too got cancer, uh, as as they found out after having the implant taken out from the back of her neck. So Mulder and Scully go to Betsy's house. <clears throat> there's a real re- realtor. I can never say that word. I always want to say retailer. There's a realtor uh, there that tells them that Betsy has passed away two weeks ago. They check around and find that someone is remotely downloading files from Betsy's computer. And then they trace the download. So, yeah. 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 Um, um... I mean, she's not dead. Like we find out later on. That's yeah. Like, why? Why do you think the realtor no, she says is. that? She is dead. No, she is dead. She is dead. Who so is it in the hospital? The, the, then? the one in the hospital. That's Penny. Penny. <laughs> Keep getting Penny. that mixed up. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember scratching yeah, my head, going, is... "Look, hang on. She's not dead. She's there." Yeah. No, this this is so. This is Penny Northern. So right. back in that two part episode when she met them, there, there mm. was two women. There was Betsy Hagopian, who was like the black-haired woman, and then there's uh, Penny Northern, who is this woman here. And they were kind of like besties, it seemed. Right. Um, but uh, obviously Bet- Betsy has now passed on and Penny is about to, to do the same. But um, it, it, it is one of those... like. It's the the episode is one where it's just it's kind of racing along. It's throwing names at you. It's, yes. it's asking you to recollect things that happened. Because mm-hmm. like if you do, like if you've not seen those episodes, this episode mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't do any great kind of. Uh, it's it's not interested in catching you uh, in filling you in so much. Mm. It's just like it expects that you've seen them. It expects you you remembered them. Right, let's move on. So yeah. if if you don't and you're a bit hazy on those details, it's a bit like mm. ah, who's that again? So yeah, so, yeah I can understand how. Yeah. I I kind of I remembered the name. 
I remembered the situation in the group, but the faces were completely gone. And I just, because it moved so quickly, I was like, hang on, is that, is she not, did they not say she was dead? I was like, well, I'll just go with it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, I mean, I, when I uh, when I was doing my notes for this, um, I've, I, I'll, I'll prove it right there. As you can see, I actually thought her name was Betty Northern, <laughs> and then in a later scene, I realised, oh no, it's it's Penny Northern. So I, I went from <laughs> Betsy Hagopian to Betty Northern. Who is actually Penny Northern? So, I, I, yeah, it was racing along that quick. It was, it was hard to keep up sometimes, but um, yeah. So they trace uh, the, the the person who is downloading those files from Betsy Hagopian's computer, and it is Kurt Crawford, a man called Kurt Crawford. So they go to his apartment. Uh, Mulder goes round the back. Kurt tries to do a runner, but they wrestle him to the ground. Scully gets a nosebleed and gets very conscious about it and says, quit staring at me, Mulder. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's nice to see Mulder get a bit physical for a change, like, you know, tackling the guy <laughs> um, and not getting beat up. It was interesting. <laughs> um, not having his gun taken from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun little bit of exciting sequence. You know, it's... Like, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be there. It's just, you know, they could have burst in the room and caught him in the act type of thing. But it just adds a little bit of uh, excitement to the episode, which is already action-packed and exciting, exciting in a yeah. different kind of way. Yeah. I, I, I like the reaction here from both Mulder and Scully. So, obviously, Mulder is concerned because his partner has a nosebleed. And then she's in the kind of that place of not not wanting to get into a victim mentality, not wanting yeah. everyone looking at her with sympathy. She still wants to be seen as, oh, I'm an agent, I'm doing my job. You, you know my personal circumstances, but that doesn't mean you have to, like, you know, walk on eggshells and this, that, and the other. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that. Like, even, like, ill with cancer, she's still going to handle herself better than Mulder in any situation. <laughs> so, in the apartment, Scully wakes up where she comes out of the... Sorry, washes up, not wakes up. Scully washes up where she, when she comes out of the bathroom, she finds Mulder has taken Kurt's cuffs off. He says he was downloading the files for safekeeping at Betsy's um, request. Hmm. He believes his life is in danger as the government try to cover up the conspiracy that has killed the 11 women that Scully met at MUFON. One woman is still alive. Mulder convinces Scully to go see her as an investigator. Um, hmm. um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I like this because like Scully takes a second out, and when she comes back in, this guy's been like conspiracy, uh, aliens cover up, and Mulder's like, you need to have your cuffs removed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You've said all the right words, and now you're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just so happens that everything he says is entirely true. 
yeah. Is it all the, all the keywords that that really get Mulder going? It's like conspiracy, yeah. UFO. It's just, it's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, d- I like that we we've also got Scully. She's still in that place of fear where this guy is saying a lot of stuff that really does relate to her. Um, he's telling stories about women that seem to have gone through a very similar process to her. Um, mm. but this part of her is like, I don't want to hear this because yeah. I, I, I can't get there. I, I need mm. it to be, I need it to be just cancer. I can't mm-hmm. have it being UFOs, government conspiracies and all this, that and the other. I just, I feel, I feel like Scully would just like go to her death reasonably secure and calmly if she didn't have to accept that the government or aliens were in some way responsible mm. for it. And and I think this works really well in conjunction with last week's episode where she's disillusioned with the government job. She's disillusioned with Mulder's passion. It's not hers. And now she's terminally ill with cancer. And it's still connected with all the X Files and all of Mulder's passions, and it's yeah. just not like it's it's enveloped her completely. Yeah, it's it's um, was it last episode where Mulder pointed out that Scully has now been part of two X Files? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and it's just, and I feel like, as you say, that is carried on here in, in the sense that before, like what was set up in Never Again is that this is Mulder's quest. This is Mulder's mm-hmm. life passion. She's kind of come along for the ride, but it's still her life. And it's like, actually, those two things are going to converge now because with Scully, she's going to have to come to terms with the fact that this cancer, this thing that was done to her, was mm. an X-File, is is the very reason that Mulder is in, investigating these things. That's going to have to become her life in, in a way that isn't just work, that it is a pursuit of the truth about her own experiences. So, mm. yeah. Okay, so Penny Northern tells Scully that she's been being treated by a doctor called Dr. Scanlon. Um, this this doctor s- supposedly has, has told Penny that if, if, if she'd have just got to him sooner, yeah. then uh, she'd, she'd surely be out of the, uh, out of the crapper. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, yeah. it fires Scully's interest because instantly she's like, oh, there's hope. Mm. Whereas myself, I'm like Scanlon. Mm, that's a that's a dodgy name. I don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why. Uh-huh. I just hear that name and it just sounds nefarious. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I'm a fan of Smallville. And in Smallville, there is a doctor named Scanlon. And that Dr. Scanlon... He's always doing underhanded things because Lex Luthor seems to have him like a little bit under his thumb. So mm. as soon as I hear the name Dr. Scanlon, I instantly think, can't trust that guy. No chance. Yeah. 
Right. So, Scully calls Mulder, who tells her that all the women were being treated for infertility. She cuts him off and tells him to bring her overnight bag, saying that the truth is in me and that's where I have to look. And he leaves right away. Yep. Yeah, I, I kind of like that Mulder just drops everything. Um, it's a nice little touch. It's it's done so quickly as well. Like we're moved on before we realise it, but he's just like, right, okay. Doesn't have to ex- expand the conversation. That's enough for him to just drop everything and run. Yeah, and we and we see some frustration from him as well. The way he slams that draw, just because mm. he's 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 feeling powerless right now. There's there's literally nothing he can do. Um, I do like this. I like the way that they are able to bring. They're they're always able to bring Scully back to what what it is that makes her her uh, what, what makes her tick which is that you know she she's a scientist she was put on the x-files mm. because she's a scientist and a medical doctor and and it's mm. that expertise that was always going to help her get to the truth so it it actually it works really well that this is going on with, within her that this this is this can this cancer thing that, uh, because it allows her to to really pursue it with with the skills she's gifted with and to think that actually everything about this storyline was only birthed because Gillian Anderson got pregnant and they had to write around that um so it, it just it just yeah it I, I do like um the way they're able to keep feeding into Scully's character through yeah Scully. I, I didn't know that about the pregnancy all oh, right, I, I, I think we probably went over it. I would imagine I went over it back in season two, but you've probably forgotten about it. But yeah, all, all, her abduction was literally a, a way of. <laughs> all right, they had to I get rid we're of talking about now and in, in the series, like at this moment as well. Oh, like I remember you no, talking about no, 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 like in was... season two. Yeah, yeah, because obviously this in season two she gets abducted, and then when yes. she comes back, that's when they find that the, the implant. And then she has the implant removed. So, so literally, it's been a chain of events. All of these stories and everything that's happened with Scully's character just wouldn't have happened if Gillian Anderson hadn't got pregnant and they had to write around it. So mm. it, it, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so as Mulder leaves, a car pulls up. Uh, a guy gets out. This is a guy that you may or may not recognise, but he's he's been in a couple of episodes here and there. He yeah. tends to show up as a bit of a hitman. He was uh, last seen in, I believe, Avatar, which was the Skinner episode. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember when there was a, a somebody's face went on an airbag and Mulder... Mulder managed to get the print from the airbag, and I'm pretty sure this was the guy whose whose face hit the airbag. Um, yeah. But yeah, he 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 shows up and he kills Kurt, revealing that Kurt is in fact one of the alien hu- alien human hybrids that was that we've seen in like Colony and Endgame and whatnot. So yeah, he got one of the spike things to the base of the neck, and boom, yeah. melted. Do you, know, do you know what the problem is with this guy, Brian, is he's, he's so bland and forgetful. 
Like, I, I really wish it was Budget Terminator again. Like, because he, <laughs> he's just, he's so distinctive, you know, and because when he walks in the room and he, he uses the weapon and I'm just like, wow, that, that oh, is this? And then you see the bubbling mess and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also think mm. that works because it's like, it, that that's the government fire. You know, I'm like even he's dressed like a government guy. He's in a suit with a long grey trench coat and it's just like, yeah, you you wouldn't it's like the whole men in black thing where if you have to give a description to the police, they're like, Oh right, yeah, I'll check on that immediately. Cause you've given them nothing to go on. Mm. And that's like every guy that's walking through a city centre. <laughs> and it's just so yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but it kind of works as well. Um, <clears throat> Scully wakes up to Dr. Scanlon standing over her like an angel, who tells her that the treatment is going to make her feel like dying. Then her mum arrives. <laughs> she... <laughs> what a bedside manner. Well, hello there, little lady. This is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? In all fairness, he's, he says it in a... Like, I, I do think that this is designed to engender trust because this... Like, normally doctors try and skirt around it and they do... Yeah. And I do feel like this is a... Because he, he, he seems quite nice about it, as nice as one can be when you're telling someone they're going to feel like dying. But mm. you, you get the sense that because he's trying to be blunt, because he's trying to be saying, look, this is... I think that's a... It's like a red herring in a way, to make us, the audience, think, oh, we can trust this guy. Because if mm. if he was, you know, if he was dodgy, then he, he tried to make out that everything's going to be okay. But he's saying, look, yeah. we're going to treat you and, and you're going to feel like dying. Uh, and that's that's honesty. That's brutal honesty, which you, you want from your doctor. Um, so I do feel like that's a red herring kind of sucks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, for, for me, I trust this guy. I'm like, Honest. I like a man who's honest. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you want, walk into the doctor's and he's like, how are you standing? I'd be like, what? <laughs> lie to me, please. Lie. Yeah. Just lie. Right. Really? Oh, man. I'm totally the opposite. If I go into a doctor's and I sense that they're pussyfooting around stuff, it, it, it pisses me off. I'm like, look, I... Mm. I can read Google as much as the next guy. I can probably find out what's wrong with me, but I've got to have a doctor specifically say it so that it can be official. So stop beating around the bush and just be open and honest with me. Tell me what I've got. Tell me what I can do about it so I can get out of this office. So if a doctor talked to me the way that Scanlon talks to Scully here, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Honesty, thanks. I'll be on my way. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, Scully's mum comes in and she gets upset that Scully didn't tell her right away. Um, she said, mm. and she says to her, you are my only daughter now. And I've, I've got to say, this bit hit me quite emotionally. Um, I think this might be the first time I've seen this episode since I had kids. Um, because right. 
I I don't recall this. Like, I think normally when I've watched this, I've always been in Scully's shoes. And to to a certain extent, I've always been like kind of thinking, like if I was Scully, I'd be thinking, oh, mum, get over it. I'm the one with cancer, not you. Um, but this time around, watching it as a parent, I, I'm I'm totally with Scully's mum. I'm like, yeah, that's like she's already lost one daughter, and now, you know, her other daughter isn't telling her until like well after the fact. So I I, I really got it, and it 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 actually hit me quite emotionally. Um, right. I didn't. I don't know. The reaction that she has is just so incendiary. I think possibly. I don't know. Just I feel it's a little bit TV movieish the way she just reacts, and it didn't hit me as impactful as it, it did you. Um, I just feel it was. But do you? I, but do you I, I not? I'm, but do you not think? Do you not think that that reaction is justified because of the fact? that Melissa was killed in the way that she was. I, I don't know. I think because you're, you're looking at this and you're going, how would I react? Because it's a character that we've not seen too often in the show. And uh, I, I don't think, I don't think I would have uh, went aggressive with it. I'd have been like, more subdued and why didn't you tell me? You know, more reasoning where it's, it's anger and frustration with this character which may be right for the character but I don't I, I don't see that as a reaction that I would have but uh, just to me I, I saw it as quite a an, an honestly raw emotion um, because we, we, we know that she's never been a fan of Scully having joined the FBI she doesn't like the fact that she puts herself in danger so often and stuff um, we, we know that she must hate the government and that kind of area of things because she, she believes in... Like, she's spoken with Mulder. We've seen that before. We've seen that she, she may actually have a certain trust of, of what Mulder's saying, which means that she must think the government is in some way responsible for Melissa's death. Um, and that truth has never been brought to light. So I just I just feel like she's got she's got a lot of anger at these people who took her daughter... And I reckon she's got to know somehow or have her suspicions that this cancer is related to the whole thing that was going on with the chip in, in, in her one remaining daughter. So I just feel like there's a lot of bottled up anger there. And now because Scully hasn't told her about it straight away, she, she's just she's 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 fretting. She's like, I, I don't want to lose my other daughter. And yeah, I don't know. It felt honest to me. I actually like the reaction before when she comes in and she's like tidying up her, her jacket, hanging it up and things. And she's just babbling about how she got there. Uh, she got there quicker than she thought she was going to. That kind of meandering nothing talk. Like I, I actually preferred that to it because that's the kind of like, like I, I can't have silence. I need to babble and fill it with something mundane just to, just to take away the awkwardness of the situation. I, I preferred that reaction see i i feel like she's 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 got the anger she's got the frustration um 
and and she's gone in there and she's thought no i i can't show that stuff i'm going to downplay it i'll just uh, just uh, talk about the weather and but she can't she can't once she once she's in there she's just oh i've just no i've got to say what i need to say uh, and I, like I've done that myself before. I've you know I've been on the receiving end of that before. So I don't know. It, it felt honest to me. Um, but I do get what you're saying. I do. I do think um, like if 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 I came into this episode as a newbie, like I hadn't seen many X Files before, and I just watched this one, I think I'd feel the same way you do. Um, but I feel like, you know, I've, I've watched these many times. I, I feel like I mm-hmm. really know these characters quite well. And given everything that she's lost as a mother and everything that she now has to go through because of Scully as a mother, I feel like it, it's it's an honest reaction. Oh. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> so Scully goes into a scanner while monologuing in voiceover. She talks of the cancer like an exorcism. Uh, oh, sorry. She talks. Yeah, she talks of the cancer like an exorcism and yeah. of the treatment like an exorcist. She tells Mulder, to whom she is writing, not to think there was anything he could have done. So it, it really does feel like she's writing something to kind of ease Mulder's pain and say goodbye mm. to him in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I like, and I do like the the use of the exorcism and the demon. Uh, as a kind of parallel to the illness, like I think that's really well done because we know that she's, you know, religious, and 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 this is how she probably sees it and is able to articulate that, which I think she does really well. I think I think it's a way of helping her come to terms with it as well. Um, hmm. So, <clears throat> Mulder breaks into the Center for Reproductive Medicine because. If you remember, he, he said to Scully on the phone that all the women that have died, they were being treated for infertility. Um, yeah. So whilst trying to hack into the computer, who should also break in? But Kirk Crawford. He says he, he wants the same thing. Um, so they have to try and... Right, this, this is my, my biggest bugbear of the entire episode. Every, every, everything else I'm perfectly fine with. This is the one thing that annoys me. <laughs> so um, he says he wants the same thing. So they, they have to try and break into the computer, but they need to get through the password, which yeah. they figure out. The password is Vegaville because there because. is a glass dome on the desk that... Mulder picks up and it says Vegaville on it. Yeah. That's Yeah. It's it's a coincidental little thing, isn't it? Like um Yeah, I did like it. I, I just like the fact that he bumps into Kurt again and he just like I've been trying to get a hold of you. You disappeared with all that information and ah good old conspiracy buddy, it doesn't matter. Let's crack this system. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts his gun straight back in. I can trust this guy. He's <laughs> <dead> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I feel like, again, because they're cramming so much in, they're, tra- they're trying to race through this thing. It's just like, 
they half-ass it on this whole password thing because it's just like, yeah, really? Yeah. Somebody's going to literally have their password at the side of their computer. Just... I I, I actually thought... See, see when he picks up the, the snow globe, Brian, and he looks under it, I thought it was just going to be, like, taped under it, like the password. You know how sometimes... <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like, how convenient. <laughs> yeah. Which would probably have been better, to be honest, if he just like picked it up and it's like oh. password is password. Yeah, or, or if he just if he just like lifted up a, a notebook that's at the side of the desk and flicks through it and is mm. like, hang on, hang on, there's loads of different passwords here. Hang on, look at this. Uh laptop. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. Because you know, some people might do that. <laughs> there's too many things to remember you can't remember all those passwords that you need for all your various online things anyone who says they don't have a notebook with all passwords in is lying <laughs> I don't <laughs> you just have the same password for everything <laughs> no. oh man uh, I, I can't remember all that. Okay, so Scully has a nightmare of being drilled. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> she wakes to find Penny at her bedside. Scully doesn't want to hear Penny's recollections, but Penny says she must try to understand why this is happening to her. Mm. Yeah, because like so, there's a thing here that really um, Scully to to Penny Scully is in many ways her and the eleven women who've already died is the last way of maybe getting justice and having yeah. the truth out. So it it. I think it's her last hope. She knows she's dying and she's putting her hope in Scully and her ability to be able to bring this to light. So she needs her to accept what's happening to her as much as Scully does. Mm. So Skinner wearing his gun, which was um, just, something I noticed, which kind of jumped out at me for some reason, <clears throat> steps into his office to find Mulder waiting for him. Mm. Mulder wants Skinner to set up a meeting with Cancerman, uh, but he says he cannot. Mulder has a floppy disk with files on from the infertility clinic with Scully's name on them. So, mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I just found it interesting that Scully uh, Skinner walks into his office, and he's where he's got his gun in his holster. Yeah, it's just. <clears throat> I mean, I, I suppose that would happen, but it, it just especially after you've been shot at a bar. That, yeah, <laughs> you know, like this is and going everywhere by with me. Secretary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't forget the beating he took by his secretary after Patrick Modell pushed pushed her. But um, yeah, he's in a very defensive mood these days. But <clears throat> um, 
So yeah, I, I just that floppy disk as well. When Mulder lift up the floppy disk, so I was like, oh man, I remember I remember storing things on them. Yeah, you could get what? What was it you could get on a floppy disk? Was it eight bit or something? Oh, I, can't I can't remember. A postage but stamp. I remember I thinking, know. "Whoa, eight bit! I can get eight bit on this thing. It's incredible!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy how te- how quick technology's come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so Mulder goes to the lone gunman to get them to hack into the Lombard Institute systems mainframe, which is where all the infertility clinics' files are housed. They say they found images of DNA that is unbranched, which means someone has been working on it to find a cure for what ails it. So, yeah, this 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 bit, I was like, what what are they saying? I, I think I just I just barely, barely got the gist of it. There's a, there's a yeah. bit when like literally Frohickey and Langley and Byers all say something sequentially and it all just goes <laughs> over my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I, the episode's moving so fast that it almost doesn't matter because if you don't mm. catch something, you pick up what's happening in the next scene or whatever. And this is just like a, mm. a little introduction into mission a little bit difficult. No, really, not particularly. But <laughs> we'll make it look harder than it actually is. Uh-huh. Yeah, mission only ever sl- so slightly possible. Um, yeah. But uh, mission yeah, achievable. So, so, but my basic <laughs> mission. <laughs> uh, my basic gist of it is that from from the DNA strands that they're observing, um, mm. it basically means that. One, they've got Scully's DNA, which is what they're looking at. And two, they're working on it in such a way that they are clearly trying to find a cure for what Scully's got. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting, to say the least. But Skinner meets Cancer Man in Mulder's office. He asks what it will take to save Scully. Cancer Man says he'll have to get back to him on that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's one of those clandestine meetings where you feel that nothing's really happened. They've just sized off against each other and said, that, oh, you're the devil. And that's it. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't... it sets up something. It sets up something, yes. I suppose it's going to come later yeah. on, but... Yes. Okay. Right. Sets up sets up multiple things actually, but okay. So mm-hmm. uh, Mulder breaks into Lombard with help from the lone gunman. Mulder sees that the doctor treating Scully is on staff at the institute. Yep. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh, Scanlan, you fucker. <laughs> So Scully writes to Mulder about Penny, says she's grateful that Mulder is out there seeking answers, that it gives her strength. Mulder finds multiple Kirk Crawfords. They're hybrids. There's lots of them. And we see the same kind of 
boxes filled with water and people that we saw way back in Erlenmeyer flask. Mm. So, yeah. Um, the Crawfords say that they're trying to subvert the project that created them. Uh, and we kind of, I don't know if you caught it, but we see that um, back in Heronvolk, first episode of this season, when there's the little Samanthas and then there's some blonde haired kid as well, loads of clones and yep, they're in yep. the beehive. So mm -hmm. Crawford is that kid. So right. little Samanthas and the little Crawfords, they are these essentially these worker drones that have been created to do all the government work. Um, mm. You know, they create these hybrids, presumably so they so that they don't have to get real people in who might betray the trust of the government. So they 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 create this workforce of clones. Um, but if we are to believe the Crawfords some so, some of these clones are actually working against the project um again we saw that way back in colony and endgame that's why yeah. the bounty hunter was sent to to kill them and this is a like another sect um in this case the crawfords who 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 it seems are yeah they're trying to subvert the project that created them and he says that the women who were abducted are their mothers because they were created using the overs that were taken as half of the raw materials needed to create them. So when the women are abducted, their overs are taken, and those overs are used to make these hybrids. Um, but the procedure leaves the women barren and causes cancer. The Crawfords are trying to save their mothers. So, yeah, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think of that as a... As a I like the idea of that. Um, there's one scene here that I was a little bit confused by. When he goes into the drawer that Scully's and he gives him the vial, is is that the cure? No, it's 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 her it's her overs, right? So it's it's her it's it's basically her genetics. It's her blood. It's her overs. It's 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 the material they took from her body. Um, mm. To, right, I just I just wasn't to, sure. Right. Okay. But but the the implication there is that they will have made a alien human hybrid from Scully's DNA. Yeah, yeah. So there could essentially be a little Scully running around somewhere that she doesn't even know about or many mm. of them. Uh yeah. yeah. So um but but again, it's just it's dense. It's a lot of information. It's a, it's a it's 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 a lot of mythology that they're they're really kind of giving us here, and you kind of you kind of having to go right. Let me let me piece this together again and try and put pieces where they need to be. So, um, but but I, I do I do love that element of the of the mythology. This idea that they are in some way the children of these abducted women and, and that they're fighting against the government that created them. And mm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. It creates an interesting power dynamic. So uh, Mulder has a tense getaway in which um, your favorite bad guy that you can never recognize. Mr. Uh, Beige. Just basically tries. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Beige. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries shooting him, shooting him through this bulletproof get 
bulletproof glass. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 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 a well handled moment. It's quite tense because mm-hmm. he's like he just keeps loading, reloading, reloading, and just like mm-hmm. just yeah, firing off all these rounds. And Mulder's like, "Get me out of here!" <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a good moment. <clears throat> so he goes to Scully's hospital, and Byers gets there first. He shows mm-hmm. Mulder to Scully, who he's had moved, um, who's in with Penny. Penny knows that Scanlan ain't coming back. She tells Scully she has to go on and find out what's being done to them. Don't give up hope, she says. Uh, to which yeah. Scully replies, "I haven't." Um, I, I I felt that I felt for for Penny in this. Mm. Um, they, they do a real nice job of. Just when she says Scanlon isn't coming back, is he? And then you see the reaction from Scully. Yeah. And I, I, I felt, I felt really bad for her in mm. that moment. Like this, this, just not, not just because oh she's not going to get the cure that was promised her, but just the fact that she's been strung along. Yeah. In this way, by this creep, and it's yeah. like, and now he's just, he's literally gone. And she's mm. done, she's now just a woman dying in a bed. It just it just there's just something eternally sad about that. Um, Indeed, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Penny dies, and Mulder tells Scully her. What is that? Ah, this is one of those moments where Brian can't read his handwriting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah. Penny dies and Mulder tells Scully that he read some of what she wrote. She says she was going to throw it out and didn't want him to read it, um, but has decided to go back to work. And Mulder says that the truth will save them both. Uh, But he doesn't show her the vial that he took from Crawford. Yeah, it gives her a nice cuddle. uh, And I found that quite uh, emotional within this episode yeah. and and do you know one of those moments where you have this sudden realization and it, it's not even like an enlightening moment you're just like i finally i think i've caught up where everybody else is and it's just that, that cuddle and the way it's emotionally set up and the way it's delivered and i'm like oh, she's she's a surrogate sister of his she's taking the place of samantha like mm. you know, he he kind of dotes on her and looks after her. It's a paternal kind of, or a you know, kind of love. It's not a romantic love. And I was just like, why have I just caught this now? Why is it taking until midway through season four before I'm like, she is that kind of. She's filling that void in his life of being that sister-like uh, partner. Uh, you know, the relationship that they have. Mm. You know, quite yeah. often they're yeah. niggling each other like sisters, brothers, you know, siblings do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. why I, Why am I the last I, one I, to this? Yeah. I, I do think there is, there's definitely a sexual tension there as well. Um, but but I do think that, like, it's, it's kind of like 75% platonic brother-sister kind of relationship. With twenty five percent, ooh, something else bubbling on the surface because they they have shown from time to time 
like moments of jealousy, like Scully's mm. jealousy towards Bambi in season three, and, and things <laughs> things like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, for but then but then the, largely references. Like um, siblings can have that jealousy as well because they feel as if that person's taking their mm. time away from the sibling. You know, it doesn't have to yeah, be yeah. sexual as well. I don't yeah. know. I just I just in that moment when they were having that cuddle, I was just like, oh, like a little light came on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 rare, I think, to to see that kind of relationship in like certainly then at any rate, because when you had uh, a male lead and a female lead in a show, they had to get together, and it had to be yeah. about their, you know, the, 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 was always the, the love. Yeah, will they want me? And it's just like. With this, it's always been just it's it's about that relationship of two people who respect each other and and yes, love each other, but in in yeah, like you say, it, not necessarily a sexual kind of love, but it's it's just it it is something that is rare mm. to find on TV, um, mm. and and I do I do really appreciate it for that. So, but uh, but it, it is interesting that that Mulder says that it's the truth that is going to save them and then doesn't give scully the vial because he's mm. literally just sucked about the truth saving them and then kept it from her mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah it's probably probably just thinking like you know maybe not the best time to say hey got your overs so Mulder calls Skinner to say that he was right about Cancer Man, who mm. sits there with Skinner. Um, dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> yep. Puts his fag out in Skinner's brew. Yeah, so Memento Mori is a wrap-up. I... I liked it. I thought it was really fun. There's lots of information, lots of exciting sequences, some things that don't make sense, some nice emotional moments. I'd say the problem with this episode, the major problem is there is too much going on. Like it's just so packed, so dense of um, various informations that all seem really pertinent to the larger storyline. Um, it's one of those episodes that I don't think that one viewing is enough to unpack everything that's going on. You know, look, it's, yeah. you, you kind of you want to watch it, and then you want to take in the base points of the story, then you want to rewatch it and pick up all the little bits that go along. Um, I, I I think just an initial reaction for a score probably four point five. Right. Yeah, and as someone who has seen it obviously multiple times. Um, I'm going to go with a five because I, I do, I do think this is a two-parter masquerading as a single episode. Yeah. Um, but I also think that perhaps if they had stretched it to a two-parter, then it might be yeah. one of those two-parters that were thinking this is a single episode masquerading as a two-parter. Yeah. So <laughs> either way, they can't win. But um, yeah, I, I just think it, it's very dense. It sets up a lot of stuff. That is going to continue on in the show. I think there's a lot of emotional beats. 
There's even side characters in this that I feel for. I mean, even the Crawfords, the fact that mm. we're only really getting introduced to them now. Yeah, okay, we, we find out that they were them boys from before, but as, as an actual character, someone we can identify with, this is really the, the first we're getting from them. But just that, the knowledge that they're, all they're trying to do is save their mothers. Um, mm. that's, that's quite, it's quite an emotional hook that makes me root for them. Um, so yeah, there's, it is, it's dense, but in a good way, I feel, um, it's, it's a very good mythology episode. Uh, yeah, five, mm. five out of five from me. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, uh, is it Kaddish? Kaddish? Kaddish, I think. Yeah, Kaddish mm. or Kaddish, or Kaddish. I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I believe, I believe that's a Jewish word. Um, mm. And I'll be perfectly honest, I am struggling to remember anything about it. Um, right. I well, feel that's, like that's... there's something... Mm. That, cool. that could be a good thing because it's it, there's nothing bad to make it memorable but also there's nothing good to make it memorable <laughs> 2.5 so 2.5 that's <laughs> right in the middle okay um yeah it's, I, i'm struggling to remember if i i think it's to do with a um jewish folklore tale about is it a, I want to say Tulpa, but I think that might be another episode. I think that's Arcadia, but uh, like a got yeah, like a golem, a golem kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's something like a golem kind of thing, but I, I could be way off base there. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. See you next time. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, join us next time for what seems to be a first watch for both of us, uh, Kaddish, <laughs> next episode on the X-Files. <laughs> Thank you for watching on YouTube or listening on whatever uh, platform you listen on, and we will see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.